Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. My name is Vic Francis, if I haven't met you before. It's my great pleasure to pastor here at Shaw Vineyard and kind of hopefully over the next little while, indeed over the next six weeks as we begin to explore our, our series of living the future, then you'll, you'll um, be embraced and, and, and begin to, I don't know, to grow and have a sense of what God is doing, something new, something old, something reborn in our midst, and that's uh, you know, kind of what our, our thoughts are. We'd love you to kind of see this series as an invitation of God to, I don't know, to, to get to know Him in a new way, to grow in Him again or afresh. Um, what a great opportunity it is at any time, but, but certainly as we have the series that we're kicking off today, we would love you to do so. There's a great prayer of Jesus, which maybe some of us were taught in Sunday school or our parents might have prayed over us, and we call it the Lord's Prayer, and it, and it starts out by saying this. It's sort of a command. It says, this is then how we should pray, Jesus says. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a prayer I think we're going to be praying quite a lot over the next um, six weeks an invitation of God to be drawing near to us in the series that we're calling Living the Future. It's the name of a book that's come out by a vineyard theologian called Doug Erickson, and it's a, it's a I don't know, a reworking of some old vineyard stuff, but this real sense, and I, I love the title, but it's this real sense of us reaching forward to something that God has and inviting it to be real in our presence right here in our midst. It's kind of confronting too, because it's not like, oh, you know, we hope it at the end of six weeks that God might visit us. It's like we trust that He's here with us right now. And as we pray, that something of the future would come into our midst this morning. And so that's a little bit intimidating, but it's also, you know, kind of a little bit breathtaking. And it's thinking, you know, what if? And we're going to be talking about a lot of what ifs. But we've, we've sort of tagged it to the power and mystery of the kingdom. Because there's power in the kingdom, there's, there's the invitation of God to move in our lives, you know, to, to do miracles, to change lives. And, and we yearn for that, don't we? And yet there's mystery in the kingdom as well because it doesn't happen to a clock or it doesn't happen, you know, kind of because we click our fingers. And so we, we, we often sort of wonder, well, where are you, God, or where were you, God? And we've, we have to wrestle with that as well. I was away for a couple of days the week before last, got back on Saturday um, last week and was getting in touch with a couple of situations that we have in the church that involve people who have um, uh, head injuries or brain injuries. And I was in contact with the people in our church for whom that was relevant. And um, so I'm just at the airport having, having been away for, for a few days and getting back the reports. One report was the operation went really well. It went better than we could have ever expected. Thank you, God. And the second one was the scan didn't go very well. It gave us um, probably the worst news, although we had been expecting it, the worst news that we could be. And right there, you have something that we're going to have to wrestle with as we talk about living the future. 
um, attention, I guess, attention that we have to be aware of whenever we're talking these things. And we will be honest about these things and we will work with these things because we can't be anything else. And so there's a, a tension in the process um, as we talk about the kingdom, as we talk about asking God to do some incredible miracles. Attention a little like this. It's not a rowing fall by the look of it. It's, a, it's an insect on the water. But it's like, you know, attention sometimes that you have on the surface of the water where, you know, kind of we're able just to alight ourselves on the water without sinking and just for a moment be able to take advantage of something that's, 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 um, that, that can't physically work. But but is able to bring this thing together. We will work with tension along the way because it's not black and white, because it's not sort of guaranteed, and yet it's in some, something that's incredibly invitational of God. And so, for example, we will have during this series, and maybe even today, we will have people with a health issue might pray for another person with the same health issue, even though they've still got it. I've got a, I got a bung back. And um, it's sort of, you know, kind of it's a growing old sort of thing and it's a damaged sort of thing and it's a, you know, kind of, and, and it hurts me all the time. Or today I may well end up praying for your bung back with my bung back and somehow I've got to wrestle with the tension of doing those two things. And so these are the things that we work with in these things and have to be honest with them. And we've got to wrestle with that because otherwise we sort of, you know, kind of with my bung back, I've, I, it's easy for me to sort of, I guess, stray theologically into cessationism or dispensationalism, which sort of says, you know, actually God doesn't really do much today. Um, because I'm sort of struggling over here myself. Or we can kind of come the other end of the spectrum and, and sort of, um, I don't know, uh, get off the track into, I, we might call it triumphalism, you know, kind of where if only I would get my stuff together, God would then really be able to heal my back because he's healed everything, you know, kind of thing. And I could experience that. And we know that it's not real over there, but we know that it's not real over here. And so we have to wrestle with these things and come somewhere into the middle of saying we want to reach out our hands and we want to believe for God to intervene in lives and in our lives and in, in the lives of the people who are around us and trust that he's going to work and believe for those things. So Jesus, he lived with this tension. Um, we see it in the scriptures. There's a, an amazing story in Luke chapter 7 where John the Baptist is in prison and um, he, he, he's, you know, he's the cousin of Jesus and all of that, but he, he sends out the words for his disciples. He says, you know, kind of go and talk to Jesus and ask him if he is the one or should we be expecting someone else to come? And so Jesus receives them and he says, go back and report to John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. And so it seems, you know, the kingdom has arrived. The God is here. And two chapters later, John gets his head cut off. Sort of the dead are raised. Two chapters later, John dies. And so you have this tension that is there that is sort of inherent in the scriptures that we read and that we work with even right through until today. And we will be working through it. This is not the best way, by the way, in terms of the classic thing of opening a series on, on you know, the kingdom. You know, it's like you're supposed to build their faith. You're supposed to sort of say, rah, rah, and by um, week six, none of you are going to be sick. And yet there's a sense, it's like we know that we have to wrestle and work with this of a great God. And yet 
you know, kind of we know from our own experiences. And so we're going to have to work with this kingdom thing. We live in the tension of believing in a miracle, working God, but maybe not having seen all the miracles that we hope that we might see even in the past. And we bring them to a series like this. We live in the tension of, of, of knowing that God has plans for our lives, and, and yet sometimes life seems mundane and a grind. And, and you know, when are we going to see something of that? We, we, we live and we work with that. We live in the tension of, of what we thought God might have said or promised or opened up. And yet we say, you know, when, God, when are you going to arrive and do the things that we felt like? You know, all of us will resonate with this, at least at some level. And I think for me, one of the real keys that we have is, is, is changing the, the language slightly, is that we need to live with the tension, knowing that the tension is there, rather than in the tension, you know. So it's like we can relax, we live with it, we know that it's there. And yet we're trusting in all of those names of God that we declared in Waymaker, all of those senses of who God is, and, um, and looking for the inbreaking of his kingdom. And that's what we are going to be doing through here. Because Jesus, in the midst of all of that, calls us to pray, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, Lord, this morning. And we'll say it again tonight. Your kingdom come over this situation, over this sickness, over this sadness over this disconnect, over this tragedy, over this, I don't know, um, boredom. You know, let your kingdom come. Lord, presence yourself here. Come near, draw near to us. This kingdom thing, is, it's, a, it's the central tenet, really, of, of vineyard theology. If you, if you go to any vineyard church anywhere around the world, you're going to hear this whole idea of the kingdom coming. On our Vineyard New Zealand website, um, if, you, if you read sort of who and what we are theologically, it says, Vineyard churches are committed to the theology and practice of the kingdom of God, which we view as the overarching and integrating theme of the Bible. We're committed to proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and to bearing witness to the already and not yet of the kingdom in word and deed through healing, doing justice, and seeing people released to enjoy a full relationship with God. This is why we exist. It's why we get together. It's why we plant churches. It's why we pray. It's why we pull together. It's a, it's a pulling together of who and what we are. It's a kingdom that Jesus constantly referenced. You might be familiar with a story in Luke chapter 4 where Jesus on the Sabbath went into a synagogue and, um, and um, picked up the scroll of Isaiah and he read out, you know, the, the spirit of the, the sovereign Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. So he's quoting from Isaiah, um, uh, uh, healing of the sick, you know, recovery of sight to the blind, you know, um, the, the delivery of justice to the oppressed. And then he sits down with the scroll and he says, this has, you know, kind of this thing has taken place. It's begun today. You know, the, the kingdom of God has arrived. It's this kingdom pronouncement of what he's going to do. And then he teaches and he talks about it all the time. He says, the kingdom of God is here. Something is here. The future has just arrived in your midst. But if you look at his teaching, he also, at various other times, he says, the kingdom of God is near, which isn't exactly here. And at other times, he says, you know, to pray that the kingdom of God might arrive. Sometimes, curiously, he says, the kingdom of God's already within you. And so there are, there are different aspects of what he is inviting us to and what he's calling us towards. And so this is the, this is the tension bit. This is the working with. It's kind of, it's, we would say, as it said in the, from the website, it's already, but it's not yet. We live in this place where we're believing for, where we're pushing into 
but recognizing that it's not fully accomplished, fully accomplished when Jesus returns, when, 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 when he brings all things to order, when there are no brain injuries, when there is no tears, when there is no sadness, where there is no pain, and we yearn for that and we operate in the belief that he wants to bring it to us even in the today. And so in a vineyard sort of sense, we have probably the two key scriptures when we talk about this, uh, John 5.17 and John 5.19. And it's the words of Jesus. He says, my father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. It's sort of just classic um, sort of vineyard kind of basis. And then goes on. He says, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son does also. And so for all of us, you know, kind of we would be encouraging and we would be aware of, we want to look what the Father is doing. I wonder what the Father is doing this morning. You know, I I wonder what he's here for today. And then we want to do those things. There are lots of things that we would love him to do perhaps, but I wonder what he's doing today and how we could get involved in the things that the Father's already doing. Jesus himself, you know, kind of as he walked the earth fully human, he wasn't sort of Superman. He, he didn't just kind of have this, I, I don't know, the, the, the supernatural thing going on all the time. He walked like us, and by the Holy Spirit, he was watching what the Father was doing, and he was responding to what the Father was doing. And that was a significant thing and something that we can pick up on. And so in the vineyard, we're a, we would see ourselves as a presence-led movement ra- rather than a program-led movement. It's like we want to we wanna know who God is and where he is and to be pursuing that. We're looking all the time for the breaking in of the kingdom. And it's our adventure. It's our privilege. It's our, it's our pleasure. It's our, I don't know, our heart in the mouth. It's our, crikey, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. It's, it's all of the above that we get invited to this process and to watch and to invite and to ask God, what are you doing? And to take part of what God is touching, that we might be a part of what God is doing. And so with this, we get the ability to have a theology of healing because the kingdom of God is here. And yet also a theology of sickness because God works, walks with us through our deepest and darkest times as well. And we're able, you know, kind of to have a sore back and pray for someone else's back because we understand that there's something of the kingdom that we're weighing with this tension along the way. A couple of things um, that are, I think are probably relevant to us. One is that in a, in a vineyard context, we, we do what we do in terms of ministering in the kingdom out of obedience more than out of anointing. So, you know, kind of sometimes you kind of think, well, you know what, I'm looking for someone who has a real anointing for healing. And I'm sure there are anointings for healing and stuff like that. But the, from, from a vineyard point of view, our whole basis is that we do this because they're obedient. You know, I'm, I, I feel not anointed one jot right now, but I am obediently going to pray for whatever God invites us to pray for, you know, as we come to the end of it. And so if you're, if you're feeling, you know, kind of not anointed, we do it out of obedience. And so we don't look for, you know, the great speaker or we don't look for the, you know, the person who kind of has some sort of profile or title or anything like that. We do it because we're obedient. And so it's like next week we'll talk particularly about, you know, anyone can play. Everyone gets involved in this. But we do it out of obedience rather than out of anointing. So as a result, we don't have to puff ourselves up or pump ourselves up or anything like that. We just 
need to get involved and pray your kingdom come, your will be done. And then um, from a vineyard point of view, again, theologically, we would see sort of kingdom as a, a, a healing and, and, and the movement of God as a grace from, from the kingdom, from, from the future coming into the day, more than from the atonement. So sometimes you might hear, you know, kind of Jesus' finished work on the cross means that it brings our healing. And yet, and yet not everybody gets healed, but, you know, kind of in his finished work on the cross, clearly everybody gets, um, you know, kind of saved who comes to him or, you know, kind of this, our sins are forgiven and those sorts of things. And so, so we, we would be looking for, you know, God, would you bring your healing? I know this back is not sore in eternity. I know that this is what you're providing us with, so would you bring your healing? And so sort of theologically, that's the place that we would invite the kingdom to come. And so it's, you can't go wrong with praying Jesus' prayer, but that's who we would do. And so what we want to do this morning and every morning and every evening over the next six weeks is to make space for God to speak, for God to move, for God to do what God would like to do. And so, you know, kind of I want to lead us towards that. And I want to encourage you towards that. And we're not going to make anybody do anything, but it is one of those, man, I think I'll jump into this pool things that it's, a, it's worthwhile for us to do. So if, a few thoughts as we sort of move. We, we ask what the Father is doing. So we have no idea at the moment, or some of you guys might have an idea, but I don't really have any idea as to what God would invite us to do this morning. And kind of, you know, we're deliberately not being too prescriptive in that process. So, you know, God, what are you doing this morning? And, and all of us can be starting to think that. You know, kind of, I wonder what God is going to do here this morning. I wonder what he's going to move in and what he's going to touch. Mark Brickle, who, who wrote one of the um, courses for one of our Vineyard College um, uh, subjects, wrote this, which I, I really love, and it's talking about healing. He says, healing in the Bible can occur by mixing mud and spit. So we've got spit but no mud. Um, by command for a person present or somewhere else, uh, in public or in private, whether they seek it or not, by the laying on of hands, by handkerchief, by an angel stirring the water of a pool, by inadvertently touching the bones of a dead prophet. Uh, we probably won't do that today. Um, because we don't have one, um, by getting in a river, don't have that either, by being breathed upon, or the help of faith, or in the presence of unbelief, or even anger at it happening, it happens and it doesn't happen to the deserving and the undeserving, to those who persistently pray and cry out to God in desperation, and those who do not. In short, God grants these gifts, and we cannot box them into a method or a system. And so a fresh we will stand in a few moments and we'll just invite his presence and we'll see what happens and see if he speaks and if there's something that he wants to do in our midst and we will be terrified and excited and maybe both at the same time or the person next to you might be terrified while you're excited or vice versa. Um, this is just the way it is. This is the adventure. It's just a wonderful thing. Um, what else? We respond in love. I think this is really important. Sometimes we, we, we can get a bit intense about, you know, kind of, man, this is God and you've just got to hear it and I feel it so intensely. The, 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 the best thing that can happen is more than a miracle is to know that we're loved, loved by God and loved by the people around us. And so, you know, kind of we, we won't and we don't, you know, kind of pray in a way that's intimidating or overbearing or, you know, kind of is telling people what to do or any of those sorts of things. We do it out of a tenderness of heart. 
and in a sense out of a fallibility of who and what we are. That's just the kind of people that we are. And so we do it in love. There's a, a great vineyard term called naturally supernatural. We, we want to do the supernatural thing in a natural way. So we don't need a stage and we don't need a pulpit and we don't need a microphone or anything like that. We just gently do the things that God invites us to do. We work with the tension. We embrace it um, as we've been talking about. And then finally we pray. Your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And with that as an introduction, I reckon we should give it a shot because we can talk about it forever and then we can try and give it a go. So I've delayed long enough. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.